0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, at Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Dane Conan. We're gonna do a dueling questions. This is actually the second part. I, I just sometimes I don't like stopping at 15 minutes, but I that's kind of what I've. That's kind of my deal. It's kind of what I want to be known for, and so I chopped uh, my... Uh, Dane and I just got going, and we wound up doing about 30 minutes, and so I've chopped it in half, and I hope you can appreciate that that's just the way I'm going to do it. I guess I am the boss of this, and you can choose to listen or not, but Dane's uh, always a, a treat to connect with. I'd seen him at the recent show. Always got in a roll, and he had some good questions, and instead of editing it into 15 minutes, I thought there's probably a couple episodes worth. So thanks, Dane. Thanks, sponsors. Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Comp C, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So, had a good time uh, recording that. The dueling questions format is always—I um, won't say it's always tricky, but <laughs> it's always dynamic. And uh, like I said, he can't always uh, stop it at an exact fifteen minutes. And when when there's uh, some reasonable chemistry, and he's asking me things that other people haven't asked me, and I, I really want to dig into the into what makes uh, Dynasty Breaks uh, tick. So had a good time, hope you enjoyed it. So here's the rest of the back and forth dueling questions 2.0.
1: How do we keep kids involved in our hobby with the current landscape of high prices, high box prices and lack of retail products on the uh, shelves at the Walmarts and targets of the world? And how do you keep the future of the hobby involved?
0: Okay. That's again, uh, there's no rules when we have these questions. And uh, when I've been watching the political uh, correspondence, they ask the candidates questions and they never answer the question. So I'm going to (laughs) answer your question like a politician would. And that is that what if you as a breaker were to say, you know what, we really, we're going to have one break every other Tuesday or something that's only for kids. Great idea. And you have to be 14 or under to participate in the great in the break. Mm-hmm. And it's a popularly priced product to where you're going to get, you'll get something. So it maybe not the most expensive thing, but it's something that's a kid-friendly product. Right. Okay. So my question to you is, which now my turn is, what do you think would happen if you tried to have a break that was restricted to 14 and under with the excellent pricing and that you're truly really trying to promote the hobby and try to get kids? Do you think anybody would game the system? What do you think would happen?
1: We generally have an 18 and over rule just because of we don't want young kids to get a hold of their parents' credit cards and come into a break or anything like that. I think we would let the parents buy them in. I think it would go great. I don't think our customers would abuse the system. One thing we do is the breaks where there are a few breaks we have where base cards don't all ship. We try to make team bags, take them to the YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, Little League, try to do that to keep kids involved. But that's a great idea. If we could we should do that actually. That's that's a great idea as far as keeping the only
0: kids. thing it's the verification you have to show your your mugshot or your your <laughs> uh, your participation you have to have your small person next to you you know that you have to be a rent a kid or something for but that's uh, but if it's a good deal for the kid it's going to be a good deal for the dad or the uncle or whatever but i hear you i'm going to do more episodes about getting more kids involved i really think there's got to be some products just made for kids. But then you got to—if the big kids don't want them, the kid, the little kids say, "Why am I getting this?" No, it's only for a small kid. You have got to have lower price points, I think. You got to yeah. have lower price points, and you got to have something where kids want to get a complete set. And like I said, I think I did something about this. There needs to be some inserts, some parallels, some things that that so kids can learn about the hobby.
1: Not as autograph heavy, and you know, I, I think
0: autographs in in the game use—that's that's what gooses up the price. Yep,
1: yep. Uh, that's true.
0: It, it's there's some expense of serially numbering cards, but if there's no extra stuff on them, it's, it's just a printing technique. It's not acquiring assets like they call
1: them. Right.
0: Okay. My turn. What what was your goal when you went to the show recently?
1: My goal was I had several goals. One was get out of the house with my wife's permission to get out of the house. Okay. I also called doctor. I, I'm Mr. Dane. She's Dr. Conan. All All right. right. Are you, your wife, is that how it works with you? I'm missed. She calls
0: me Dr. Beckett. No, just kidding. Yeah, she calls me (laughs) sweetheart or love or honey or whatever, something endearing, not Dr. James Beckett. That would be good. All
1: right. But yeah, I got out. I like to do shows for our buyback products versus buying everything online, buying things on eBay. I like to buy cards where we repack cards, Mm -hmm. um, vintage not 80s 90s the modern cards uh, we buy all kinds of stuff multi sport for our buyback products so that's the first thing and then i wanted to pick up some michael jordan cards that was my next goal if i could find any at a reasonable price were you successful
0: the reasonable um, price part
1: not as successful as i wanted i feel like the prices uh, at the show you could definitely tell they were a little hefty on some things it was a healthy hobby is what i learned there was a lot of Money changing hands at the show, a lot of Luca cards changing hands, a lot of Trey Young. And the basketball was fueling the show is what I learned. And, it, and we all knew that. But seeing it happen right in front of me, everyone was selling out of these players. And not at cheap prices either. So,
0: Yeah, when I was there at the show, I realized that there'd be a box or a display of football, baseball, basketball. And I'm becoming more of a contrary. But I avoided the basketball. There's a big, everybody's looking at the basketball. Then I I think, well, I'm going to look at the baseball or the football. And so there were some good deals. I think the basketball was picked over. The prices have gone up. And I'm just thinking, I don't, I'm going to, if other people zig, I'm going to zag. So I'm going to go where the action isn't, which is the opposite of what many podcasters tout. But I have fun with that. So I I was looking at a football box and nobody disturbed me for a long time. So (laughs) uh, there was not competition for that space. But basketball sure scorching hot. And yeah. with my ticket rep called me, and I think he's going to be explaining to me what's going to happen this season in terms oh. of my seats.
1: They're so. probably going to go up in price would be my guess. I already paid. I paid. Oh, you already did. Okay,
0: okay. I got a season ticket, but on the other hand, so I'm already paid, but I think they're going to want to tell me that they're not going to be opening some of the games or there's going to be restricted restrictions in some way, so. Spacing. you know, whenever somebody calls you and they won't leave you a detailed message, they just say, Hey, you need to call me back. I got some important information for you. You think it's not 100% positive, Dave. <laughs> no, it can't be. No, it can't be. Okay,
1: your turn. All right, uh, I got uh, I actually have two more questions. Does Barry Bonds belong in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and others like him, so to speak?
0: I think Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and others, I I think they're eventually going to go in. Those two guys, they've got the hardware that they were the best. They they were the best at their position, hitter, pitcher, whatever, in their league, for sure, maybe in all of baseball, for an extended period of time. So their on-field performance. And if you went – so you've got the on-field performance, which is stellar. Uh, Then you've got personality. And both those guys have rubbed some people the wrong way. On the other hand, there's not – (laughs) there's other people in the hall of fame that rub people the wrong way. Um, But then thirdly, there's a cheating aspect and there's a sense that, but I think it's gradually going to come around that they weren't the only cheaters. And, uh, and it's the definition of cheating in our culture. All of a sudden, unfortunately is you have to be caught, right? You're not caught and you don't admit it, but there's a lot of suspicious circumstances. You're innocent until proven guilty. But then there's witnesses and all that stuff. So I think Barry's going to eventually get in. I think it may even be that Pete Rose eventually gets in. And I'd I don't I'd like to see Joe Jackson get in. He'd be at the top of my list of guys that I think are worthy of consideration. And the sports card insight in that is that people can be betting for or against the those players of whether they're going to... Joe Jackson can't go up. He's already as hot, super hot. That won't affect him. Dale Murphy, if there's a nice guy aspect, he's first ballot. Oh sure, and two hall sure. and two MVPs. There, Roger Clemens. Is, his cards are pretty cheap. Yeah, bond, bonds pretty bonds, affordable
1: actually too. Very
0: yeah. affordable, and there's probably people jumping out there and saying, "I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate," because that and that could happen not just in your lifetime. That could easily happen in my lifetime. Okay, was that a two parter or that you had two questions? But it's probably my turn now. Let's see. What's the highlight of 2020 for you?
1: the highlight of 2020 for me
0: probably in the hobby not don't tell me about your great marriage and all that stuff sure that, sure the, the personal highlight but <laughs> i
1: think it's how how our business has taken off when we started this it was to to have fun to enjoy the hobby and we really hope man if someday we could break two or three cases a week could you believe if that would happen and i think we're at 20 to 25 cases a week now and it's taken off especially during covid we were worried our business would seriously be curtailed during COVID, but it's done the opposite. People want something to do. They're at home. They can't get out to shows. Like you're saying, our breaks are probably filling up twice as fast as they did uh, in March, in early March. So just the development of our business. And we've probably doubled in size the last year and I hope it continues. I think the hobby's in for some sort of a correction, but hopefully people will continue to do case breaks and get into some products that maybe normally they wouldn't be able to get into. A lot of the, the higher end products, I don't know that they would exist without being able to get in at a cheaper price. So that's the highlight of, of my year, just that this has worked.
0: <laughs> well, that's terrific. Again, to do stuff that you love with people you love doing it with, uh, that's that's then you don't have to work. You're just enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, last, uh, we're stopping after your last question. So All right. Make this, it is good,
1: this is a good final question. I think question. This, this works. Yeah. Uh, do you plan on wrapping up your podcast at 1,000 episodes? And if you do, what is the next? Chapter in the hobby for Dr. Beckett, or is there any hobby box? I I can't believe that there would be, but is there any box in the hobby you haven't checked that you want to check?
0: Another illegal compound question, Dane. Let (laughs) me just, uh, we don't have time for that. Tell you by this is me telling you my life story in advance before it happens. I can't do that, but I can say I, I can address the thousand episode thing. The thousand episodes is basically giving me permission to stop or slow down or change. At that point, because I'm a little bit of a complete set guy. As I said, I don't think I'm obsessive, but I'm compulsive. If I say I'm gonna do something, I wanna do it. So if I were to say I'm gonna do a million episodes, that wouldn't be me. That would be like an exaggerating guy. So I'm doing a thousand, that it doesn't sound so lofty now that we're in the 300s. But when I started, a thousand, most podcasts, the average podcast makes seven episodes and then withers. Okay, so we're in the 300s and I'm having fun. But at a thousand, Will I stop cold turkey? I don't know. There's the health permitting and uh, all those kind of things. As long as I'm enjoying it, I've, I've told Diana, I told my awesome wife, I'm never going to run out of people to talk to. I'm never going to run out of topics. There's new sets coming out all the time. I, even if I did all the old sets, there's still there's more than a set a day coming out. If you look yeah. at all the sports, and uh, so I think so. My let me just tell you my hope, with, without saying it in a way that people will hold me to it, at a thousand. I want to step back and reflect. I don't necessarily. I'm not saying I'm even going to take a day off, but after a thousand, I may want to change something. I may want to stop, or I may want to press through. My hope is I keep going, and as long as I've got stories to tell, this is my, this is my oral history. Instead of writing a book, every episode I have, somebody will ask me a question that I thought, gee, I, I that's cool. I didn't I hadn't thought about that, and so as long as it's fun, I'll keep doing it. And I can easily foresee a thousand episodes. I have a list of hundreds of things, already little post-it notes of things I could do. So I don't right. think I'm going to run out. But at a thousand, I'm giving myself permission to say that's enough. <laughs> if I do, and I give fair warning, people are really going to be scrambling in the 900s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so, right.
0: I guess. But Dane, you're a good sport. <laughs> You've been on a few times now. And it's always a pleasure. Keep up the good work with Dynasty Breaks. And again, thanks, listeners, for making my situation possible, as well as Dane's. In a healthy hobby, there are podcasts and breakers, and a whole ecosystem. That's that's a lot of fun. I'm still having a good time. Toward what does Buzz Lightyear say? To to a thousand infinity. I know, but I'm changing it. Oh, okay. okay. To a thousand and beyond. <laughs> so, so I'm not Buzz Lightyear, and I'm dating myself from my, when my kids were small. But okay, thanks, Dane. Thanks, uh, listeners. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode i